ready to take a ride, grab your coffee, and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. All right, welcome back to the Omega Man Radio Show. Today is July 15th. This is a live show. And man, do we have a great program for you tonight. We're going to have Pastor Dennis Williams, Associate Pastor of Miracle Church out of Jacksonville, Florida, on with us, speaking on being delivered from generational curses. His website is castingoutdemons.org. We're going to have him on in just a moment. And then tonight at 10.30p, we're going to have William Lau of the Elijah Challenge doing a live Elijah Challenge training on air. So you don't want to miss either show. It's not too late. Get a cup of coffee. Tell a friend. And uh, appreciate you tuning in each night to the Mega Man Radio program. Okay, without further ado, let me go to the lines and get the pastor on. All right, Pastor Williams, are you on the air with us? I am, Bruce. Uh, praise the Lord. God bless you, brother. It's, uh, it's an honor and a privilege to have you on tonight. And uh, we've got a lot to cover, so without further ado, I'm going to hand the mic over to you, and if uh, you would start out, brother, by uh, telling us a little bit about the ministry, and also give out your websites again, please. Oh, sure will. Thank you, Bruce. I thank you for having me on tonight, and I, I thank the listeners for coming in and, and tuning in tonight, too. And I just pray that the Lord just bless you uh, richly tonight. You know, this is an exciting time uh, to live for Jesus. I want to tell you a little bit about myself, and uh I'm uh, Pastor Dennis, and I'm the associate pastor at Miracle Church uh, in Jacksonville, Florida. My pastor is Dr. Pat Holliday, and um, I've been involved with the um, deliverance ministry, healing, teaching, and uh, miracle ministry now uh, going on about 20 years or a little over. And it's been a, a great learning process. You know, I have one of the, uh, I've had one of the uh, pioneers of the deliverance ministry uh, that I've been sitting under, who is Dr. Pat Holliday. And I just want to um, honor her tonight. Uh, she's a mighty woman of God. And um, she, she's been in the ministry for over 30 years. And she, she really has... Um, has a lot of uh, spiritual children out there. I call her my spiritual mom, and um, I just want to send a shout-out to her and her family tonight, and God bless her. But, you know, um, I, I, I have really um, enjoyed and really um, my heart is really into the deliverance ministry and the healing ministry and teaching ministry because um, it's important to to have a simplicity of the gospel in your life. The the I believe the gospel should remain um, a simple and that it should be an exciting thing in your life. When you lose your excitement for Jesus, you're in trouble, and we must. We must stay excited for Jesus, and part of that excitement is living 
with uh, the way to remain excited, one of the ways to remain excited is to live a holy life unto the Lord to the best of your ability. Not an outward holiness, but a relationship where you're sanctified unto the Lord and the Lord has his hand on your life. And when he has his hand on your life, you can rest assured that you don't need any pastor, bishop, or anybody to tell you that you're living holy. Jesus Christ is your witness. You know, we must look to him in these dark hours that we're living in. We live in some dark, dark times, and we must know ourselves personally that Jesus Christ is able to keep us. There is nothing wrong with having a pastor that you look up to, uh, a church that you belong to, that is your family, that you feel close to the people that you're around and you pray for them and, and you love them and you, you regard them and you're concerned about their lives. But the main, most important uh, point is knowing that you have a personal relationship with Jesus and that he loves you and that he cares for you, period. You know, something might happen to your pastor. Something might happen to the, the person that you look up to in, in the Lord and that prays for you all the time. So our fervency and our anointing and our power must rest in Jesus Christ. And that's amen. And that that's... Uh, most of my message tonight, and uh, I do want to speak some on the deliverance from uh, generational curses, but um, but first I would just like to uh, continue on the the uh, message that you know when we are saved, we are supposed to be new, and that newness should be reflected in our lives as we live in a daily life on a daily basis. Because the Bible says that um, we are new creations in Christ Jesus. We are new. Something that exists now that has never, ever existed before. And we should reflect this new life in Christ. You know, repentance and grace are are the biggest blessings that we have in our lives. You know, as Christians, we, we're not perfect. You know, we only live uh, the life that Jesus Christ gave us. You know, he sacrifi sacrificed his life for us, and we live our lives according to that. When we receive that blood atonement, that blood sacrifice in our lives, we set our hearts to please Jesus. Yes, sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we... As we grow in the Lord, the Lord begins to pull off these these old baggages off of us, and we have to sometimes repent for things that we do. But we don't fall into sin to repent. We, we repent so that we can come out of sin, so that we can live a, a, a life that reflects the glory of God in our lives. So Second um, Corinthians five seventeen through nineteen, and if you have your Bibles, I'm I'm going to um, be speaking to you tonight out of the Bible and giving you some scriptures, and I hope the listeners out there really are blessed by this word tonight, and uh, we want to um, go through 
and as the Lord leads, uh, we may do some um, we may do some uh, some some live deliverance tonight. But we want to uh, stay focused in the Word tonight for for a little bit. Amen. So, Second um, Corinthians five seventeen through nineteen says, "Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature." Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation." We have been reconciled. We have been bought back. We have been bought through the blood of Jesus. It's so exciting, and it's so um, uh, it brings the fire of God into your spirit when you you realize that you belong to Jesus Christ because of the free gift that you have received through the blood atonement. In the first part of those verses, he says that if we are in Christ, we are new. And that the old things are passed away, the things that were in our lives before, the things that our forefathers did that passed down through the generational lives through us, the sin that we lived prior to receiving Jesus Christ are passed away. However, we must appropriate the Word of God into our lives. And that means we must take look in the Word and see what it says, says, and then take that Word and apply it to our lives. Now, how we do that is we speak. And when we speak, our, open our mouths, the Bible says it's when we confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead, then we shall be saved. So we must speak that Jesus Christ is saved. He is alive. And then it is brought into our lives in the spirit realm because, because Jesus has already done it. He has already completed the work, but we must pull it into our lives, see it in the word, and bring it into our lives. And that is the... Um, the basis of breaking generational curses. We see it in the Bible, and I'm going to get to that in a minute, but um, first I want to give you another scripture concerning putting off the old man, you know, that that old person. And when I say man, I'm speaking of uh, not gender, but I'm speaking of the body of Christ, the Bible, um, um, putting off that old person and putting on the new person through the Word of God, bringing the Word of God, applying the Word of God in our lives is so important that when we go to, if, if you, um, you, if you ask the Holy Spirit, you see, 
a lot of people depend on pastors to do their Bible studies for them, to put that, to, to, you know, to almost open them up like a can opener and pour the word into them. No, you know, it, it needs to be done through a personal application by having the Holy Spirit, we seeking as believers, having first becoming a believer, then as a believer, seeking the Holy Spirit to, to illuminate, to make the word alive to us in our lives to, to, so that we can push that old, that old man can be overshadowed. And those, when we put on those shining garments that Jesus gives us, then we can walk and people can see the new creation in Christ. You know, when we first become born again, the Bible shows that our garments, our spiritual garments, are washed as white as snow through the blood of Jesus. But it is a walk. It is a walking process. You, you crawl first, then you get on your feet and walk as a Christian through teaching, through application, and through the speaking power of the Word of God. We must open our mouths and speak what the word has to say and as we speak it we will begin to believe it so we just can't just receive it and just keep our mouths closed and just live the way we lived before we must begin to speak what we have learned speak as we learn the word speak it praise the lord and praise in God. amen and in ephesians 4:22 um the Bible says that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be re renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness, wherefore putting away lying, speaking of other speaking every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. So this these scripture scriptures are given an outline of how that we can be renewed in the spirit of our of our mind and become that new person that Jesus Christ intended us to be. See there is no use in just going up to an altar or just being led ritualistic, ritualistically in a prayer to receive Jesus Christ and then going on about your business and not living a life that reflects Jesus Christ. Because how is, how is our family going to know? How are the people that we work with going to know? How are the people that we come in contact with going to know? that there's anything different you, anything different so we we as believers and uh, as people that are seeking Jesus with all of our hearts must be renewed in the spirit of our mind the bible says the spirit of your mind we must have new thoughts we must have a new thinking system and um put off that old thinking system and put on a new thinking system and sometimes um, the spirit realm is connected to that. You see, the devil himself works up in the mind. And he works through putting thoughts in your mind. 
and making them think that they're your thoughts. He works in when we sit in front of, you know, um, things, we watch things that we're not supposed to or listen to things that we're not supposed to. He changes our thoughts and gets down in our subconscious mind and through in the spirit realm, he's able to manipulate our minds. And then we might begin to think that it is our mind, but it is not our mind. So that's why we must guard our minds through the Word of God. It is putting the Word in our mind over the, not the things of the world so much. You know, listening to worldly radio, listen, watching worldly TV, uh, internet, uh, devouring what we look at on the internet. We should overcome by putting the Word of God and letting that saturate ourselves in the Word of God. That is how day by day we will begin to reflect. And as I said, reflect the glory of God. And as I said, when we, if we do go along and we feel that we have offended God or sinned against the Lord, we have repentance. We have a way of getting out of guilt and condemnation, you see, because that is another avenue that the enemy, who is the devil, will use against us to keep us down and have us think that we can't overcome. They have us think that we can't be anything but that old person that we were before. So it is important to realize that we do have an enemy who is Satan, and he is against us, and he has a horde of demons. You see, Satan himself is not doesn't have to come to a believer, you see. He has many, many, many innumerable, uh, one-third of the angels went with him. And the Bible says that the company of angels are innumerable, are without number. So we must know that he has an innumerable amount of hosts with him that that do his bidding and that are assigned in a hierarchy according to Ephesians chapter 6. So that is the hierarchy of Satan that that operates against believers. It operates over cities. It operates over this land. And he has a hierarchy, a kingdom that he uses. So I use the words, I say Satan, but it is his kingdom, his the, the demonic realm, the demons, the spirits that operate to keep um, believers either blinded, bound, or in even people, you see, because he doesn't have to really attack the people that don't belong to him because they are blinded, lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine unto them and take those blinders off of their eyes. You see, when I received Jesus Christ, I started to see myself that I needed I needed redemption. I needed something new. I and when Jesus took those blinders off of my eyes, I I began to see that I I wasn't I I was a dark, deep dark person that needed cleansing of the blood of Jesus. You see. So we 
must not judge the people of the world. We must not judge even Christians, but we must look at the spirit realm for as it is and ask the Holy Spirit to give us discernment. Always seek discernment in our lives. Amen. So, um, we 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 know that um, we must reflect the glory of God, and sin can hinder us from reflecting the glory of God. The the things that also can hinder us are what passes down through the generational lines. The Bible says up till it can be up to ten generations. And I'm going to get to a scripture in just a minute on that. Um, so these demons can drive us. They can drive you. Sin drives people. You know, there are people, there are many people that make promises to themselves. I'm going to stop committing adultery. I'm going to see this woman one last time, and I'm not going to see her anymore. I'm going to drink this one last drink. I'm going to take this one last toke off of this marijuana cigarette. I'm going to smoke this one last cigarette. And they cannot do it. Because there are demonic entities that drive them to do these things. And that is is something that we must address. We must address the spirit realm when we are trying to, to stop the things that we're doing. Because that is where it all happens in the spirit realm. And you see, Jesus Christ is the, the, the head of all powers, principalities, rulers, and authorities. You see, Jesus did not create Satan. He created Lucifer, who was the, the highest, one of the, the, was an archangel in heaven, you see. So he became Satan after his fall. So he didn't Jesus didn't create anything evil. You see, he we must remember also that even the angels have wills. Man has a will. Angels have wills. So we our will we must put our will and submit our will to the Lord and to his word else we will be in rebellion we will be in rejection we will want to do our own way so there is nothing on this earth that is bondage to man such as uh, sex drugs uh, we live in a, 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 a sorcery witchcraft driven world but there is nothing that is deep and dark that Jesus cannot cause somebody to overcome and that is the message of the gospel is the power of Jesus Christ so it doesn't matter how many demons are around us or we may think that are in us we must uh, we must know that Jesus Christ is able to deliver us. And so, um, it is not just uh, curses that can influence us. It is also sin that influences 
our influences our lives and they can be passed down through generational lines from our ancestors or, or uh, up to 10 generations the bible in galatians chapter 3 verses 10 through 14 says for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse for it is written curses everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of god it is evidence for the just shall live by faith and the law is not of faith but the man that doeth them shall live in them Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentile through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So these it doesn't matter what curse, what sin, Jesus Christ paid the price it becomes insurmountable to us because of the devil having such a ravage over our mind, such a stronghold over our, over our mind when we're involved in sin. He tells us, you will never be able to get out of this. You will always be addicted to this. You will always have to have this. This is a part of you. Accept it. And once you accept that lie of the devil, you will be in his clutches. You will be in his chains. You won't be able to break free. So even the most committed and faithful Christian must always realize that they have an enemy, must always be in submission to Jesus Christ and his word and the power of the Holy Spirit, lest that you fall again. Because the Bible says the dog can be turned to his own vomit and the sow that was washed can be returned to the wallowing in the mire. We've seen it all throughout time where even powerful Christians that we thought were powerful that we looked upon, that we looked up to, we found out one day that they had fallen in sin. So that we are not safe. The Bible says the righteous are scarcely saved. You see, so we will be safe. We are safe in the arms of Jesus and when we see him face to face. And as I said, curses are not the only avenue of demonic bondage and slavery. You know, sin enslaves us, and it can enslave us to unhealthy habits that are, hum are humanly impossible to break free from. A person's sin life can also produce the same type of uh, slavery and demonic activity. You see, um, so we must realize that unhealthy, the, the way we live, you know, some people, uh, like like I said, unhealthy habits, some people may have a habit of, of, of uh, just eating uh, eating too much or, or swearing too much or, you know, they, they feel that that's their habit, but they must, you must realize it is motivated by the spirit realm it is motivated by demonic forces and sometimes we just receive it as just us 
It is not just us. It is the spirit realm. It is the enemy trying to blind us so that he doesn't have to go. You see, Satan's most powerful weapon is remaining stealth is remaining where he cannot be seen and remaining hidden hence the word dark and when he's hidden he can't be seen that's when he does his all of his work but when the covers come off and when they come off in your life when the covers of sin when we realize that we have we need uh um deliverance or to be set free from the things that are binding us whether it be like i said drugs uh cursing uh food sex addiction all kinds of addictions and things in our lives we we must rely on jesus christ we must rely on jesus christ and so freedom from generational curses can be only be made possible because of Jesus Christ. And that is the most important message that, that anybody can get into their hearts. It is not because their pastor says it. It is not because the most powerful deliverance ministry in all time says it. It is because of Jesus Christ and him crucified and the name, his name and his blood are the most powerful things that that exist in all this universe. And so his sacrifice made it all possible. The power of that blood sacrifice is the strongest force in the universe. And the authority that we have through that blood sacrifice and the power of his name is supernatural power that is beyond our comprehension. You know, we don't realize the power that we walk in on a daily basis because of Jesus Christ. And this is how we're able to free ourselves from bondages of curses and of anything that the devil is playing with over our minds. You know, he, the devil can even tell you in your mind that you're walking up under a curse when you're not. See, because he is a liar and the father of it. So we must ask the Holy Spirit. We must be in tune to the Holy Spirit and be able to discern the voice of the devil and discern the voice of God. You know, there have been many that thought that they heard God when they did not hear God. They heard the enemy who comes as a small, he comes as a, an angel of light. Paul called him in the word of God an angel of light, which means he he can mimic he can mimic the, the the things of God he 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 can't do them but he can mimic the things of God so he can sound like he is coming like he is doing you some good when he's not and he can sound he can be the evil that he is so God is able to uncover his evil schemes so when we we need to begin to ask the Lord and covet earnestly the gift of discerning of spirits we must have that in our lives when we um when we're walking trying to be a spiritual Christian trying to keep ourselves set apart 
for the glory of God in our lives. Those are it is all encompassing. It is like making a cake. It is many ingredients that go in that in our cake to make us to cause us to reflect the glory of God in our lives. But sometimes these things in our lives, they must the things that hinder us in our lives, supernatural entities in our lives must be cast out. It doesn't matter if they're on the outside or the inside of us. If they are influencing us, then they're still a danger to us. So we must if they are influencing our mind, if they're on the outside speaking to our mind and we unbeknownst to us and we think it's our mind, then they are a danger to us because we're going to be obedient to them. When we think when we're thinking it's just us and it's a supernatural entity, then we're in trouble. We must know our mind and we must know it through the word and be renewed in the spirit of our mind through the word of God and be able to know when it is a lie, when it is the devil speaking into our minds, you see, to be able to discern the voice of the of the devil and his cohorts and be able to discern the voice of God in our lives, and also be able to discern our own uh, thoughts, you see. So we, we have a spirit. God is a spirit. The devil is a spirit and angels. So we must be able to discern those 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 entities right there we must be able to discern and it comes through the the discerning of spirits you see through the power of the holy spirit hallelujah and this is the inheritance of all believers, not just pastors, not just evangelists. Yes, I believe strongly in the fivefold ministry spoken of in Ephesians. However, it is the inheritance of all believers that anyone who has confessed Jesus Christ as Lord in their lives has authority over the demonic realms, has authority to heal, has authority to cast out demons, has authority to pray and call and for their family members to stand in the gap for their unsafe family members in the name of Jesus to to pray and to intercede that is our ministry as believers and we have this power also to overcome sin through the blood of Jesus so we must speak the word and use the name of Jesus to be successful that is what we must do personally and yes when you're starting out and God is teaching you, you must have support. You must have support of of, of someone, of your pastor, other believers that are stronger. That is what the church is all about. But ultimately, 
it is that believer that must know one of these days they must stand up and realize, yes, Jesus is my Lord and he is my Savior. No, you're not. Don't become a lone ranger at that point. But you are a part of the body of Christ at all times. But you're not dependent on others. You're not dependent on anybody but Jesus to get to to um to be your Lord, to be your Savior, your Deliverer, your Healer. And you're there for others. You, you will be able to lead others into a faith walk, to lead them into repentance, to lead them into healing, to lead them in deliverance. That is the multiple, multiplication of the body of Christ. That is the greater works, the multiplication of the kingdom of God through his believers we are to, we are to be evangelists like my pastor always says evangelists with a little e reaching out always trying to tell at least one person a day about Jesus make it a goal to at least and that's how we will remain fervent and on fire for the Lord hallelujah so uh, getting back to um, you see, uh, curses, they can um, travel down the family lines according to the Word of God. So um, in Exodus chapter 20, verses 4 through 6, uh, the Bible says, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. You see, and that, um, for, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy, uh, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. And also, if you look in Deuteronomy twenty-three two, it shows that the curses can go even to the tenth generation, because I already said that. Um, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation in Exodus 20, verses 4 through 6. So That's right, there, Brother uh, Williams. Um, am I correct in saying that the, um, the curse of the bastard will go down ten generations, and then if someone, for example, were to uh, touch the occult, maybe, maybe an ancestor uh, has uh, played with a Ouija board or done water witching, uh, tarot cards, you know, red horoscopes. Am I correct in saying that um, the curse can go down, what, three and four generations just for, you know, dabbling in witchcraft there? That's correct, Bruce. They, that is a, a curse that will travel down to the, the following generations. And those spirits will be waiting to activate in the generations to come's lives. And they will... Um, try to entice. See, the spirit, the devil, 
and the demons entice they draw and they will they will be trying to draw the uh those generations into the occult drawing into witchcraft um through through spirit realms through temptations putting those temptations before them and as soon as that person succumbs to those temptations, those spirits will come rushing in. So yes, you are you're exactly right. It is because of those curses that will come down. Uh, for instance, uh, if the grandfather was a sex addict, um, the dad might have been one. That that those children will be susceptible becomes to become sex addicts. They will be susceptible to uh, all it would take for them to, is to somebody to, sh for example, show them a picture of pornography or something. Or in, the, in like we were talking about the occult, for them to, to go to a fortune teller or something like that. Or to go on the internet and go into some of these occult places. That's all it would take for those... Um, you know, for that, to, for those spirits to be enforced. Now, that is one way through the generational curses. Now, those spirits can still operate if that person, by person by an act of their will, just goes and does those things too. That those spirits will still operate in the same way. But you know, generational curses, those spirits are are, are a lot. They're strong, and they they will have an effect. They will they will have an effect on the on their uh, their victims' lives because of the strength of those spirits through the generational lines up to ten generations. So um, the um, even doctors, you know, they they don't know uh, may may not know about the spirit realm, but even in the the realms of the profession of uh, medicine. They will ask you, uh, well, did your father, do you have cancer in your family lines? Do you, uh, did somebody in your family lines have a heart attack or, or things like that? And what they're essentially saying, um, did somebody in your generational lines, were they affected by cancer? And see, these things, cancer is a name, but there is a spirit behind cancer. Heart attack is a name. But there is a spirit behind heart attack. But the Bible says the Father has given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So Jesus' is, Jesus's name is above the name of cancer, is above the name of heart attack. And is above the name of the occult, witchcraft, sex, drugs, alcohol. So we must, um, in James 4, 7, it says we must submit ourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and then he will flee from us. Draw nigh to God, he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. First of all, we must submit ourselves to God. That is, we realize that we are we can't do it without the Lord. We realize we have a need for Jesus. We realize 
as we learn things, hey, yeah, that is a way for demonic activity to operate in my life. I'm going to have to investigate that. I'm going to have to submit to the Lord on that. And then when we submit ourselves to God, we resist the devil by speaking to him. You see, when we submit ourselves to deliverance, we are resisting the devil. We are resisting his control over our lives. And when we re submit ourselves to deliverance, the Bible says when we resist him, then he will be able to flee from us. But when we submit ourselves to him and and just fall into his uh, temptations, fall into his wiles, then he will have the opposite effect on us. He will destroy our faith. We will not be able to rise up in faith. We will have a fear of him. And when we have a fear of the devil, and we, when he's able to operate in our lives, then our faith is stolen. So um, anyone that is listening today and um, living in the bondage of sins, or sex or drugs or anything else, God can free you. He, Jesus, can free you. Jesus promised us in the Word of God that if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And as I said earlier, not all sin is passed down through the through our ancestors. It's some of us in, in some cases, and in a lot of cases, it can be personal sin and rebellion. But we must repent of that. We must realize that we, we must totally surrender ourselves to Jesus and be aware of the devil's devices, lest we perish for a lack of knowledge. Um, and so curses are very real, even in this day and age. And they can be um, invisible blocks. They can be blocks to a person's healing. They can be bl a block to a person's deliverance or to their salvation. The, and in these curses or the, in the spirits that are connected to sin can be a block. As you mentioned earlier, the occult. That can be a block to a person's healing. That can be a block to a person even receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, we've seen in the ministry many times we try to lead somebody into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But we first have to address the occult in their lives. We have to address the, the maybe their uh, grandfather or great-grandfather or somebody in their family was involved in the occult. And that, that the devil is, is enforcing that curse on that person's life. When that curse is broken and we call that spirit out, sometimes the, the healing comes quickly and the, the, or they are able to speak in another language through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So it is all about God giving us little keys when we're ministering to people or when we're praying. Or, you know, God, that is what being connected into Jesus Christ is all about. So that when we do pray and when we do seek him, he will give us little keys like, okay, it is because of this. It is because of that. And that's, that way we're not just beating into the dark. We're not just beating into 
to uh, the unknown of what the problem is is because of the discerning of spirit is it because of a word of knowledge it is because Jesus Christ will show us through the word what the problem is so we must know that curses can also be self-inflicted by one's own uh, by a person's words so a person can also speak curses on themselves by negative speaking by speaking things I'm never going to be any good um, my mom said that and, 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 and my dad said that and they're right my brother told me that and he's right I'll never be any good these are self-inflicted curses so that's why I said it's the power of the spoken word. It is the power of speaking um, the word of God, which operates in a positive way over your life, whereas those words are negative words and where spirits pick up those words and come and to enforce them. Pastor, and, that's true. Uh, yes. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio, and we have... Pastor Dennis Williams on tonight, speaking on being delivered from generational curses, and his website is castingoutdemons.org. Um, I want to make a comment on that. That is so true, brother. I mean, how many times have we heard someone maybe say, you know, you're not going to amount to anything, you know. I hope you have a heart attack. Um, you know, you're just like your father, you know. Uh, these are word curses, people. And, you know, there is life and death in the tongue. We have to be very careful what we speak, because as uh, Pastor Dennis is saying, uh, these demons, which are all around us, will pick up these words and they go and carry that out. Is that right, brother? That's so right, Bruce. And, um, you know, these other people um, that even, for example, traffic in the occult, see, that's all they do is use words. When they come together in their covens and their meetings, and uh, satanic worship, um, which is is um, they all they are doing is speaking words to their God and speaking incantations against uh, words that will go out. And the spirits that they conjure up will try to enforce those words. Also, you know when people don't pray properly or when they pray their will for somebody else. That's why we should always be in tune to the Lord and, and live a holy life so that we're not trying to pray our will for somebody, pray our will for our uh, our loved ones, you see, because those are words that can be picked up to enforce, to be enforced on that person's life, you see. But we want to pray according to the will of God. And and so when we can pray in court, uh, according to the will of God, then the will of God will be done in that person's life. So we must also just be careful of the words that we speak about other people, or words that we speak about our family members or our, or, or people that we know in our church or, or things like that. Because our words, as you said, Bruce, are very, very powerful. And the Bible says that we will give an account for the words that we speak. So that is another form of curses, as I said, self-inflicted, or curses that are spoken over, formed against, or directed 
at a person or persons from another person or a group of people. So, um, and also, as we have talked about, is generational curses. So uh, those are three forms of curses that can affect the life of a believer. And uh, so uh, you can suspect generational. I'm going to give you just some little ways that you may be able to suspect a generational curse uh, that might be operating uh, in your family or in yourself um, or in the life of your family or somebody that you know, your loved one or something. Multiple, case, multiple cases of the same problem that occurred in the family lines, such as multiple premature deaths, uh, diseases, diabetes, such as diabetes, multiple cases of uh, alcoholism, divorce, stroke, heart disease, accidents. When we see this as, as a repetitive nature, we can, we can um, likely attribute it to a generational curse that is operating, that is enforcing itself in that family lines. So uh, if the parents or the grandparents were fornicators, the children or the grandchildren could also be fornicators that are promiscuous in their sexual activity, according to the um, the the law of of uh, generational curses coming down family lines. But you see, that can be broken whenever there is a believer that comes in that family and and lays hold on the word of God and begins to use the word of God to speak to that curse and say, in Jesus' name, I break the curse of fornication in my family line. And Father, in the name of Jesus, every spirit that is operating a fornication, I bind it in Jesus' name, and I loose the blessings of Abraham over my family members. That is an example of breaking a family curse in your uh, family. So uh, another way is deliverance or healing that it, that's not been received yet. Misfortunes that keep happening all over and over again or somebody getting fired from their job, uh, you know, in the family and you see it in, say, the, the um, you know, the immediate family, then your your son or daughter goes and uh, has a family and somebody in their family just keeps getting fired and um, are not able to come to their full potential or is always being held back um, you know, continued financial problems, lack of prosperity, chronic illness, chronic mental illness, as I said, premature death, chronic strife, arguments, uh, hereditary uh, type of uh, physical or emotional problems such as, um, you know, they have a term now about, uh, you know, schizophrenia, they call it bipolar and things of that nature poor eating and sleeping habits, things like that. And also, like we mentioned earlier, open other open doors such as uh, involve, involvement in the occult sciences such as witchcraft or Satanism or uh, even organizations 
that have the, the occult sciences that are disguised, you see, because nowadays they have uh, things such as yoga and transcendental meditation, white witchcraft, Zen Buddhism, Taoism, all Tai Chi, all these things that are masked in, they have the occult behind them. So uh, even Freemasonry and other fraternal organizations having secret rituals, they are founded in witchcraft. So we must, um, these things are, are, are uh, New Age involvement, all types of things. Like you mentioned before, the Ouija board. Um, these are things where we can look at and suspect um, that there might be a generational curse operating in in um, in in this in that situation pastor Dennis yes. let's say there's someone out there listening right now and uh, they look back at their family tree and you know there's a history of heart disease or you know, everybody's come down with diabetes or cancer and you know they suspect uh, there's something more than just a physical aspect I mean we do know for a fact people that uh, there are many diseases that are caused by demonic spirits. Take, for example, anger and uh, you know bitterness and unforgiveness. You know, if you do not deal with this sin, people, and uh, you know you can be a Christian, you can still get angry at people and you know bear a grudge. And you know, how many of us have had some unforgiveness? <laughs> We've dealt with. Well, if we don't get that under the blood of Jesus and repent and forgive, well, number one, it says Jesus says if you don't. Forgive them, I will not forgive you. And uh, I believe that those are gateways, if you let them go on long enough, don't take care of it, for things like arthritis and cancer to come in. And uh, I'll qualify that and say, people, I'm not saying that if you have cancer, uh, it was caused by a demon. Now, there are you know, problems of you know, uh, exposure to chemicals or you know, bad eating choices, a number of things. But there are also uh, cases where people have cancer, arthritis because of unforgiveness and bitterness. And even doctors will tell you, you know, they can uh, kind of see a change in the blood chemistry in people that are very bitter and angry all the time and don't forgive. But um, back to my question, brother, let's say someone has a history of heart disease or maybe um, like going up several generations, uh, broken homes, you know, it all ended in divorce. And they suspect a generational, you know, attack going on. How would they go about breaking that? I, I'll give you an example. In my own case, I can go back three or four generations and maybe even further, and everybody, all oh, the male uh, died of heart disease and attacks. I, I think there's a generational curse in my family line. How would I break that? Well, Bruce, there, there is a way of breaking it. And um, first of all, I would like to say that we can see a lot of the curses outlined in Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses like 15 on and also in Deuteronomy 27 and um, these are some of the curses that can fall that can come down the family line and first of all what we we always lead them to do is um, accept Jesus Christ that's the first thing that must be done is accepting Jesus Christ and his blood atonement and repenting and um, after that um, 
you, you repent of, you know, yourself, you repent for yourself and the sins of your forefathers, and you renounce these things. You renounce this, uh, anything that you feel has been passed down the family lines. And that word renounce simply means to turn away from or give it up, to have nothing to do with it anymore. After that, you just simply break the power of these spirits that are that are traveling down the family line. You break the power of heart attack. You break the power of, of alcoholism. You break the power of, of uh, not being able to, uh, you know, of poverty over your life. And you break this power in the name of Jesus Christ. And you cast the spirits out. You call these spirits out. In Jesus' name, or in some instances, in a lot of instances, we bind the spirits. If it's a believer, we 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 can cast spirits out of the believer. It's an, if it's an unbeliever, we bind these spirits from operating in their lives. So we can bind the power. If that person is an unbeliever, and we can, we see that heart attack trying to. Um, uh, envelop that person through, we suspect, as a believer, we suspect it's a curse that's happening. When we see an unbeliever being attacked by these spirits. We bind, we can bind this up. We, Like, for instance, heart attack, we can take authority and bind heart attack, bind the power of the spirit that is trying to enforce heart attack on that person in the name of Jesus. This is our authority. We are standing in the gap for that unbeliever. And Praise take God. And, and there's no limit uh, to binding and loosing. Am I correct? That's so, correct. For example, I know someone in, uh, in the state of Nevada, for example. Uh, I've been praying for them that uh, God would send his Holy Spirit to convict them and they would come to Christ. But I know that they're uh, really battling with uh, an alcohol demon. And clearly I know this person in his family line, and it's like uh, his father and his father before that were all alcoholics. I believe it's a generational demon of alcoholism. So could I, for example, say, you know, Father God, in Jesus' name, I, I bind the spirit of alcoholism in, in this man, and I command it to be bound up and, you know, caged up uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, if I were to do that, what effect uh, would that have on that individual? Well, what you're doing, Bruce, uh, that's very good. What you're doing is you're binding that spirit that's trying to enforce that family curse on them of alcoholism. So you're caging that spirit. In the spirit realm, you're caging it up. You're binding it up so its effects cannot operate over that person. And and then what you're doing after that, you're loose. Once you bind, the Bible says, whatsoever shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And then it says, whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven and earth. So after you bind those spirits, then you loose um, a worker in the field to come across 
that person's pathway, for instance, to start speaking about Jesus. And that person, that worker in the field, might begin to even speak to that person's heart and start, the Lord might start showing the um, the worker something about that person. And then that worker starts speaking that to that person. And the, the person will bear witness that the Holy Spirit is speaking to them. And they will come under conviction. They will come un- into a, um, they will be drawn to a spirit of repentance and start to receive the grace of God in their lives. So once you have bound that demon up, then they are open to receive what the Lord has for them. Praise so God. Is- so, so there's some, so we can actually, uh, help some people out there that uh, haven't come to Christ yet. I mean, I think this actually ties into a a good point I wanted you to cover. There's many people, uh, Pastor Dennis, that just say, hey, you know, a Christian can't have a demon. You know, how is it that I can have a demon? Uh, you know, And I, I have to refer people back to the Word, and correct me if I'm wrong, brother, where it says uh, deliverance is the children's bread. You know, Jesus came to set the captives free. But, uh, folks... Um, you can help the people who are unsaved, as P- Pastor Dennis said, till you know they get uh, full deliverance and you know, they get saved and so forth. But, brother, um, would you agree with me that uh, most people that uh, are getting deliverance uh, are those that have come to Christ? Because, am I correct that uh, if I were to go up and cast a demon out of someone who is not saved, um, the house would be kept? would be swept clean at that point, and if they didn't come to Jesus Christ, I'd be doing them no favor at all, because that demon's just going to come back, bring seven more, uh, more powerful than himself, and the state of the person will be worse than the first. So um, that would be really a prudent situation, would it? Whereas, uh, you know, if a person's a believer, and they have a, a demonic spirit that they haven't dealt with, well, you can cast them out, and then you can ask God to fill that uh, void space with the Holy Spirit. So, I mean, that would be my logic for saying that, yes, a Christian can have a demon, and that's most of uh, who is getting deliverance in the first place. Uh, am I on target with that? What do you think? I think you're you're on direct target with that, Bruce, um, because the other point to add in that is that that unbeliever would have no defense. And we have a defense because we... A believer is the only person that can use the name of Jesus, you see. And um, the sons of Sceva shows that in the book of Acts. Because the demon, the, the, the sons of Sceva, the Bible calls them Jewish exorcists, tried to use the name of Jesus. And those spirits turned around and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know. But who are you? So they were not believers, see. So they they were not authorized to use the name of Jesus. So believers are the ones that can pray in the name of Jesus. So that is where our defense comes in. And an unbeliever has no defense. So if you cast a demon out of them, the Bible says that that spirit would try to return and claim its house. They would claim their that per, their house again, and they would bring seven worse spirits into them uh, very easily because there would be no defense. However, if a believer 
when they, the spirits are cast out and they devour their Bible, put the Bible in them and read that word and saturate themselves with prayer and the word of God and speak. And when the, the spirit comes on the outside of them and tries to tempt them to do the things that they were doing that, that caused them to get that spirit, whether it be a generational curse passing down in force or their own personal sin or what have you, then they will be able to speak. For instance, I will use the, the uh, for instance, pornography. I will use that because that is a very uh, clutch in a, very, a lot of people's lives nowadays. If they were in that and th that spirit came to them and said, don't you want to go on the Internet and look at that stuff again? Don't you want to go? And if they don't know about the speaking power of the Lord or they don't have Jesus living inside of them to be able to use the name of Jesus and say, Satan, in the name of I don't receive you. No, I do not want to go look at that. I've been delivered from that. And in Jesus name. I command you to leave. Now, if they don't get the victory right away because they may have just been newly delivered, then they must quickly call that deliverance minister that helped them to get deliverance and stand and say, look, I'm under attack. Will you please pray for me? This spirit is coming, trying to get, trying to come into me, trying to take over me again. Stand with me so I can get the victory. And one day, as that person that was in the clutches of that porn, as one day they will be able to get the victory as they speak the word and say, in the name of Jesus, I cover myself with the blood of Jesus. I cover myself with the firewall of God around me, around my home. I plead the blood of Jesus. I command you, 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 you porn demon, that you get out of my mind and you do not. Using the authority that only a believer has. That is the that is the road to uh, to perm to you know to freedom, and otherwise, like you said, the the unbeliever you cast a demon out of an unbeliever, you're doing them more harm than good. And Pastor, at the same, would, go ahead, brother. Well, I was just going to say, at the same token, if you cast a demon out of a believer and they do not follow the guidelines of the Word of God they will still be susceptible because they um because of Jesus you know because Jesus said that that spirit would leave and it would try to return if uh you are just tuning in you're listening to Omega Man Radio we've got pastor Dennis Williams on speaking on generational curses he's associate pastor of Miracle Church in Jacksonville his website is castingoutdemons.org uh, Pastor Dennis, what would you say to people listening in, either live or in the archive, that would say, but a Christian can't have a demon because the Holy Spirit and a demon can't occupy the same place? What would be your uh, rebuttal to that? Well, I, w I would say to, to those people that, um, first of all, uh, I would go back to what I said earlier. It would not. It doesn't really matter if the spirit is outside of you or inside of you. If it is oppressing you or possessing you, it still has an influence on you. And um, you see, and also a person's will—that is the number one thing that God would never ever take from you. 
and your will has to be, as a Christian, that is one thing that has to be submitted to the Lord Jesus Christ. Throughout your whole walk as a Christian, when you first come to him and throughout your walk as a Christian, for instance, I'll give you a for instance, if the Lord delivered me, say for instance, from a spirit of, of a sex addiction, and, and I truly got freedom from that sex addiction and, that addiction, and I'm a Christian, and I'm living for the Lord, I must turn do a 360 and that's what uh, repentance is it's doing a 360 it is you were doing one thing one time and you repent it and you turn totally away from that and so if if I turn totally away from that and use the Word of God as my weapon of warfare I can continue to walk in freedom but there is no carte blanche of 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 that is gonna uh, protect a Christian that, for instance, was delivered from sex de- uh, a person that was delivered from sex addiction to give them the right to say, well, I was delivered from sex addiction, but I'm a Christian, so I can go on the internet or go somewhere and continue to look at this sex addiction because the devil knows what rights he has. He, the devil works on legal grounds, and if he feels that he has a legal ground to attack you, whether it's in possession or oppression then or obsession, then he will attack you. So our protection is only through staying under the blood of Jesus, through living a holy and sanctified life, then because as I heard when I was a young kid, you know, they used to always say, you can't have your cake and eat it too. So if we uh, were delivered from porn, porn, we could not go back and look at porn based on the fact that a Christian can't have a demon, so that porn demon is not going to come back inside of me. Amen. Uh, st- people, I'll add this to what uh, Pastor Dennis is saying. You know, if you look at uh, the makeup of the the human, you know, we're made up of body, soul, and spirit. Okay, and I believe when you get saved and receive the Holy Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit comes in, and you become the temple of God, and he resides, regenerates your spirit, man. But you still have your body, uh, you still have the uh, the flesh, and we know that the uh, the body... Uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, you still have the soul and you still have the body, which is the flesh. But we know that the soul, brother, is made up of the mind, will, and emotions. And so uh, if I were asked, where does a demon reside? People, I believe it can reside right there in the soul or the body, your flesh, or in the mind, will, and emotions. There's like, that right there is uh, four places it could go. Um, Just because we get saved, are we never tempted again? Um... Does God take away our free will and make us robots? Absolutely not. You know, God gives us free will, and we can go out and, uh, it says, if you break the head, the serpent will bite you. If you go out and do deliberate sin, okay, you've given Satan legal ground to attack you, and believe me, he's waiting at the door, and will come in uh, if you give him legal opportunity uh, through, through sin. And so, um, 
It says we've got to crucify the flesh daily. And then I'll, I'll throw out the example. Look at the Apostle Paul. It says he had a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan sent to buffet him. What was the thorn in the flesh? The messenger of Satan. Uh, it's my personal opinion, brother, that uh, when I read that, that uh, even the Apostle Paul had a demon. Now, <laughs> I hope that he got uh, delivered of it, but uh, <laughs> no one is exempt, people. And uh, I, I tend to use the word demonized versus possessed. I mean, uh, I used to use the word possessed because you'll find that in the King James Bible. I think that uh, maybe Derek Prince had it right when he said, you know, possession really kind of um, says that, uh, you know, Satan owns you. And Satan doesn't own you, people, but he can certainly demonize you. And so that just had to be my personal um, word that I'll use. I believe that a person can be demonized, and, you know, the demon can come in through the sin gateway, through the legal authority you give them through sin, and reside in your flesh or your, your mind, will, or emotions. And... Um, do any of us know someone out there that's got 100% control of these areas? It's given over to the Holy Spirit? Uh, I would probably say no. And if that's the case, then yeah, you are opening yourself up to demonization if you commit sin. Brother, let me ask you another question. Um, how do demons come in? Uh, I hear about the gateways. Is it true that uh, maybe a person could go out and go to a movie or turn on the TV and watch something uh, you know, porno, or you know, maybe go to see the Avatar movie, or this eclipse. You know, with all this demonic vampirism, could they be setting themselves up for demonization and a, a demon spirit to come in because they've watched something on TV or the big screen? And that, yes, that is true. And um, you know, going back to what you said uh, about the influence of demons in our lives. See, the whole uh, idea is that. We don't want anything to be able to stand in front of our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so if we are, if the power of alcohol or fornication or, or what have you has an effect and is keeping us from really serving the Lord the way we want to, that is the reason we want those things out of our lives so that we can live for Jesus in fervency and on fire for him and not just live a mechanical Christian life. Um, you see, and the spirits, they can, they can come, you know, they don't come as easily as that easy, you see. They, they have to, we have to really give them an opening and a really a resting place in our lives for them. And if we willfully continue to sin, yes, we are setting ourselves up for them to enter through, I call them gates, and they, um, um, you know, our five senses, for example, can be gateways for the, the seeing, the hearing, the touch. They can be um, gateways for, for, for Satan to enter into our lives. So as a Christian, that's why we have the Holy Spirit. If we go somewhere, if we're sensitive and if we're submitted to, to him, he will tell us, you know, I don't want you to do that. And if we listen to him, then we will avoid problems. But if we, you see, an unbeliever doesn't have the Holy Spirit to really tell them because they're not, the Bible says the world doesn't even know that the Holy Spirit exists. So they just going on their own mind or what the devil they think is their own mind, which they're overcome by the devil. 
So they don't really have any opposition. They're just going to do what they do. But we as believers, we have the Holy Spirit. The Bible says he's come to convict us of sin. So we must listen to him. when we, If we turn on the uh, computer, for instance, and we begin to, to surf on the computer and, and we see this icon over there, and we go to, this is just putting it on a day-to-day basis, and we go to click on that, we might hear that still, small voice say, you know you're not supposed to do that. But we, we feel compelled and our, our compulsion a drawing in us to, to just continue to push that. And we do push on that. And then up comes, uh, you know, something that we look at that we know we're not supposed to look at. And if we had a problem with that before, it's going to be easier for us to be drawn right back into that. And we're off to the races again. So we must guard ourselves against whatever it is that the Lord delivers us from or whatever it is that we know we have the problem with. We must guard ourselves from that because the Bible says the righteous are scarcely saved where will the sinner and the ungodly appear. So we, we can't treat Christianity like a carte blanche, a... a uh, uh, Paul said, should I sin that grace may abound, God forbid. We should not go and just do things because we have forgiveness or just go. But if we do slip up, we do have forgiveness through the blood of Jesus. And we do have um, deliverance, which is children's bread. We are the children of the Lord to 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 get that spirit out of us so it doesn't drive us or around us or wherever it may be so it doesn't drive us and so that is that is my um take on that um Bruce I don't know if we have enough time to to, to uh do Absolutely a brother we've got about uh 35 minutes remaining so um, Okay I uh, I'll give you the uh, the microphone and uh, go for it, brother. Yes, I just want to. First of all, I just want to go the, uh, very quick. The listeners out there, I want to tell you that you have you have what it takes. The Word of God shows that you can reach out by an act of your will and claim deliverance, claim Jesus Christ as your Savior, claim freedom. So. If once we repent, which I'm going to lead um, the listeners out there to invite Jesus into their hearts or to make a fresh commitment to him if you have already invited him into your hearts. So as I say this prayer, if you've already said it before, just repeat it after me to make a re- we always I make fresh commitments to the Lord um, all the time and just to commit myself to him new and uh, if you have never said this prayer before I invite you to uh, say it with me so here I'm just going to say a prayer to receive Jesus and just repeat after me Lord Jesus I receive you as Lord of my life I believe that you came to this earth and died for my sins I confess my sins and the sins of my forefathers to you right now, Lord. 
I repent of them. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to deliver me of all generational curses in my life and the curses of sin in my life. Lord, I ask you to come and live in my heart and be my personal Savior. Lord, fill me with your Spirit, and I desire to serve you to the best of my ability for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Now, see, after you receive Jesus and start to walk in deliverance, I want to do a little bit of deliverance, um, um, mass deliverance uh, for you. Uh, I invite you to participate, but you you walk in that deliverance. You walk, How you do that is that you daily, you remember that Jesus, if you feel like you received any deliverance, he delivered you of anything, you begin to... Read the Word and read at least a, a couple of verses a day. Listen to the Word on tape if you're too tired to read the Word. And fill yourself with the Word of God. That's the most important thing. You know, I hear people say, well, I'm going to watch Christian TV to get the Word. No, I'm going to listen to Christian radio to get the Word. No, the Bible itself is the Word of God. So it's the raw Word of God going into you that is going to build you up, that is going to edify you, that is going to fill you with the things of God. So that is important after deliverance to walk out your deliverance and also to practice living a holy life unto the Lord. Ask the Holy Spirit, what is it I can do to be, to, to to live holy, uh, holy unto the Lord? And start to speak the word. Start to speak to that problem that, that there was. Speak to that uh, that spirit of poverty in your life. Speak to that spirit of pain. Speak to that spirit of headache. Speak to that spirit of sex addiction alcoholism, drug addiction, whatever it might be. And just if you can't speak to it in power, just in the beginning, you can just say, Lord, I cover myself with the blood of Jesus. I wash myself with his holy blood. And the Bible shows that the devils tremble because of the blood in the name of Jesus. So you may not start off which you what you might think is a great power and authority, but you will get there because the Bible shows that you are a babe in Christ when you come first come to the Lord and you first learn about the spiritual uh, realm and spiritual authority. But you become where you are able to devour the meat of the word. So that means you become more of an adult in Christ. So um, for the listeners that uh, right now, I'm going to do a little bit of uh, breaking the, the generational curses spoken of in Deuteronomy 28. I'm not going to read all of those curses in 28 because it's a very long list. I'm going to name some of the, the spirits that are associated with those curses. Then I'm going to go ahead and release the blessings over you. So as we brought, I'm going to break the curses and call some of those spirits out. And as I call them out, just breathe out uh, periodically. Don't hyperventilate. 
Just breathe out normally. <sighs> Take a deep breath and breathe. If you feel like you need to cough, cough because spirit is breath, and they will come out in your breathing or or if you feel like you have to throw up or go in the bathroom, some some people throw up. They they literally throw up. So don't think it's strange if something like that happens to you. Just just go with it because Jesus Christ himself is standing over you, delivering you. He wants you to be free. He wants you to live for him in fire and an authority and it comes through a day by day laying a hold to the plow and not looking back amen so in jesus name we we have already repented and i take authority right now over the spirit realm every spirit of, that would retaliate every spirit that would come to steal kill and destroy and as i call these spirits out i commend them to go into the cages right now in the name of jesus to be bound up to be bound up that's what that means to be bound in cages to be tied up with cords spiritual cages and with cords and with chains and fetters in the name of jesus and they will not be able to attack again in Jesus name I come against every retaliator every spirit every word spoken against me at this radio station against our family members anybody speaking uh, words to destroy I command those words to the fall to the ground right now in the name of Jesus I surround everyone listening to this program with the blood of Jesus in Jesus Christ's name I surround them with the firewall of the Holy Ghost right now in the name of Jesus I surround everything we have on and possess with the blood, with the firewall of God in Jesus' name. I take authority as I take authority of these spirits. They must go. They must go into the cages. They must come out right now in Jesus' name. And I command healing to come in place right now. I loose the word of God to go in its place. I loose the blessings of God right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, Father, right now I break every curse of idle words and the abominations that cause the generations to go after gods of this world. I break every spirit connected with it right now. I command it to be broken and I command it to come out. I command the curse of idolatry to go, observing things that were given to idols idols in the name of Jesus, paganistic practices, witchcraft. I command the occult right now to go, right now rebellion and disobedience, selfishness and greed to go right now. I break the curse of the city, the things that I have, that we've tried to build up under ourselves, the kingdoms and the possessions. I break them off the my fields, the lands of our inheritances in the name of Jesus. I break the curse off of the fruit of my body, off of our children, off of our generationals, our generations in Jesus' name. I break the curse off of off of uh, the increase of our wealth and the things that we've done and the blessings of our lands in the name of Jesus I break the curse off of our going out and of, of, of our coming in and our sitting down and our rising up I break the curse off of our basket and storehouse in the name of Jesus 
Everything that Satan has set up to bring defeat into the generation man in our family line, ten generations forward, ten generations back, in the name of Jesus, lawlessness and lawlessness and rebellion in Jesus' name, the curse of confusion. I command the spirit of confusion, the spirit of Babylon, the harlot system, that horrid nature, that flirtatious woman that goes a whoring after other gods to loose the people right now in the name of Jesus Christ going back 10 generations in Jesus name we break that hole right now in the name of Jesus we we rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus everything that takes self-worth and dignity we break that right now in the name of Jesus spirit of destruction and of uh, the perishing and the quickening I break it in Jesus name I could break the curse of evil, all backbiting, slander, contention, anger, hatred to come out now. Come out now in the name of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus, the blood. Just breathe them out and cough them out in Jesus' name. Just right now, just let them go in the name of Jesus. The things that have been stolen right now, we, we command them to come back right now in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we break the curse of the thief, the liar. We come against incest, illegitimacy, sodomy. We come to command those spirits to come out in the name of Jesus. We come against the spirit of pride and self-righteousness, religious spirits. We command them to loose and come out now in Jesus' name. We break the curse of consumption, fever, inflammation, fiery heat, sword, drought, blasting mildew, and everything that will pursue us and, per- and cause us to perish. We command them to come out now in the name of Jesus. Diseases and infirmities the pneumonia virus to come out now in the name of Jesus the curse of brass where your prayers just go up to the ceiling and fall back down not hearing no sight no vision we break it right now in the name of Jesus the curse of blindness both physical and spiritual blindness godlessness everything in the generational lines to come out now be broken right now we loose the warring angels to gather up these spirits and to take them into spiritual cages right now and bind them to judgment day to at the feet of Jesus in Jesus Christ's name. We command condemnation to be gone right now, guilt and condemnation. We break the curse of powdered soil and dust from the heavens and the spirit of destruction. We break the curse that causes us to be struck down before our enemies. The spirit of failure, no vision. We command it to loose us now in Jesus' name. The curse of death, premature death, uh, curse of boils, blood diseases, tumors, heart attacks in the name of Jesus. We break it right now. We command the curse of cancer to be loose from our bodies. Bitterness, bitter roots, resentments, unforgiveness. If you've had any unforgiveness in your heart, you feel you you can't forgive somebody, just release it right now. Just release it. Release any unforgiveness uh, that you have for your grandfather, your grandmother, your father, your mother. Just do it because Jesus said do it. Don't do it because you feel like doing it. It's not a feeling. Just be obedient to Jesus. Just be obedient to him and let him deliver you of unforgiveness. Yes, you can do it. You can
can do it. Just release it right now. Release it right now. Command that bitter root to come out. Come out now. Come out, you spirit of unforgiveness. Come out. I said by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ, you have to obey. You have to obey. You have to obey. In Jesus' name, we break the curse of molestation and frigidity and not being able to enjoy the sex, sex that God gave us. It is a God-given thing. Sex is God-given. It is for procreation and it is for the enjoyment of that married couple. So we break all frigidity and everything that caused frigidity right now and fear of sex and then being able to enjoy it. We break and command it to come out now in Jesus' name. We break everything that would cause us to be the tail and not the head. We come against depression, insanity, retardation. We command it to go right now. We break the curse of scurvy, itch, and all skin diseases and things that don't heal, such as herpes, um, psoriasis, in the name of Jesus. We come against the spirit of torment and itches, nervousness, nervous breakdowns, um, schizophrenia, bipolar, every mind disease. We come against it right now. Come out now in the name of Jesus Christ. The, we break the curse of shingles, madness, insanity, the curse of... Uh, physical and mental diseases. We come against some dismay, dismay of mind and heart, despair of mind and heart, mental anguish, mental depression right now, the insane asylum. You had somebody in your family that was in the insane, in, in the insane asylum. We break that right now from traveling down in the family lines, 10 generations forward, 10 generations back. In Jesus' name, we break that voice that tells you you're crazy, that tells you you're insane, that tells you you have have no mind. We command it to go now in the name of Jesus. Everything that has been allowed to bruise us in our lives, we command We cancel it right now. Command it to go. We break that curse of poverty and, and heaven and earth right now in the name of Jesus. And we will not live in poverty. We will live in spiritual wealth, physical wealth, prosperity in Jesus' name. We come against the enemy coming in and robbing from us in the name of Jesus and taking the things that are precious to us, taking our children, taking our possessions, taking everything that's precious to us. We break that curse coming down family lines, 10 generations forward, 10 generations back. In the name of Jesus, the curse of lust, promiscuity, adultery, fornication, bestiality, and perversions. Your assignment is canceled in Jesus Christ's name. Come out, every spirit associated with it. Come out now. In Jesus' name, that spirit of fantasy, the daydreamer, we break it now. In Jesus' name, the curse of sore boils in the knees, the legs, that you can't up, walk upright, crippling spirits. We command them to come out. The curse of the knees, the lack of balance. Bruce, how am I doing on time? In Jesus' well, you're doing, name. You're doing fine. Keep on going, my brother. In the name of Jesus, the curse of the knees, the lack of balance to be broken off of our lives right now in the name of Jesus. Boils that can't heal from the soles of our feet to the top of our head. We command them to be 
to come off now and be broken right now. We lose healing right now. Testimonies of deliverance and healing right now in the name of Jesus. We break every curse of disease, all the diseases of Egypt, all 39 diseases that could be visited to our bloodlines. We command the curse of the cat of nine tails, the 39 lashes to loose us right now, arthritis, diabetes, hypertension, heart trouble, nervousness, and all the things that are visited in our bloodline, the weakness of the knees, rheumatism, uh, come out now. All things that settle in the neck, in the uh, column of the back, the break the curse of the weak back, hips, and legs in the name of Jesus. Come out now in Jesus' name. The curse of, of, of edema, swelling in the name of Jesus to come out. Heart attack, the curse of heart attack and stroke to go in Jesus' name. We break the curse that would allow the enemy to pursue us and allows him to come in to present himself to us. We break it now that would steal jobs, would steal our inheritances from us in the name of Jesus. We break the curse of all witchcraft and all mind control in the name of Jesus. We command every demon to loose us right now. We break the curse of the false prophet, false teaching, things that we've listened to and taken into our being. We command all false teaching and errors to be broken off of our lives we repent before you Lord and ask us to show you show us from here on in what is right in your sight and in your word Lord in the name of Jesus we break the curse of Kundalini right now in every mind control we command every viper and snake to come out right now in the name of Jesus we command the 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 power of kundalini to the eastern religious spirit to be broken off of our lives right now and to come out of us come out of our family lines 10 generations forward and 10 generations back Beelzebub right now Apollyon come out now Abaddon come out now in the name of Jesus we break the curse of unbelievers unbelievers in our household that mixture in our house from mother the father the children the wife or husband we break the curse curse of laziness and command the spirit of passivity to go in Jesus Christ's name. We break and command the, the we break the curse of, uh, of witch and warlocks off of our family line, root workers, uh, any uh, traffickers in the occult and in the spirit realm, spiritism to be broken off of our lives. We break the curse of Jezebel that uh, to, and, and Ahab broken off of our life verbal and physical abuse children that may have as children we may have been beaten whipped cursed at and it left a mark on our personalities we break that spirit of abuse and rejection and rebellion right now off of our lives we break it in Jesus name in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ now I just ask you to begin to start worshiping in the Lord and Lord we just loose the power of the Holy Spirit right now to fill every empty place right now I'm going to read the blessings over your life out of Deuteronomy chapter 28 and I'm going to start at verse 15 and just start breathing in the Holy Spirit, breathing in the blessings right now in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 15 
um, I'm, I'm sorry, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1, it begins the blessings, and it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, and to do um, and to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way, and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses, and in all that thou settest thine hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. We loose these blessings right now in Jesus' name over all the hearers of the sound of my voice. In the name of Jesus, the Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself, as he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. And all people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy cattle, and the fruit of thy ground, and the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou, and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day, to observe and to do them. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. We loose these blessings right now. We command all the spirits that came out, all the spirits that came out of the people, listen to the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus, to go to the feet of Jesus, to go in the cages, to go to the feet of Jesus, to be tormented for your time. You cannot retaliate. You cannot do anything but be bound unto judgment day. Right now, we loose the warring angels to take every disobedient spirit and to do battle in the spirit realm. And Lord, that every spirit will look as a testimony that if they're uh, disobedient to the name of Jesus that they, they will go to the pit to be tormented before their time. We put up the firewall of protection around each and every home in Jesus' name. And we give you praise, Lord, for the work you've done, that you've done. Plant the word deep into the hearts of the listeners, Lord, so that they may come forth as the new creations in Christ that you've called them to be. Heal them, Lord. Deliver them. Encourage them, Lord. Let the joy and the presence of God flood into each and every home, Lord. We thank you. We praise you, Lord. You are worthy to be praised. In Jesus Christ's holy and precious name. Amen. Pastor Dennis, uh, praise God as you were doing the mass deliverance. I know I got some deliverance. I started to yawn and my eyes watered. And I just read a uh, an instant message from one of our listeners out in Canada who wrote, uh, Praise God, I know I've been delivered of something that has been hindering my marriage. 
my husband will be happy. <laughs> Praise the <laughs> Lord for that. Amen. If you were just hey. tuning in, you are listening to Omega Man Radio. We've got uh, Pastor Dennis Williams on the line, uh, who has just done uh, a great teaching on being delivered from generational curses, and we just did what is called a mass deliverance. Uh, Dennis Williams is Associate Pastor of Miracle Church in Jacksonville. His website is castingoutdemons.org. Pastor Williams, um, tell us a little bit about your website, and am I correct that uh, you do a weekly radio program? Um, not at this time. I, I don't do a weekly radio program. I um, started that. Um, it is a personal website of mine, which I started um, about April of this year, and um, I um, updated, uh, you know, uh, periodically. Um, right now, we're working on a, a project. Uh, we have an internet church that's connected to our church here in Jacksonville, and our internet church is called MiracleInternetChurch.com. That's MiracleInternetChurch.com. You're also um, welcome to come visit us um, in Jacksonville, Florida. We're we're located in Jacksonville, Florida, and our address is fifteen thirty seven. Mill Creek Road in Jacksonville, Florida. We'd love to have you come and visit us and uh, here in Jacksonville. And God bless you. I just hope that you receive something today from this. And to the glory be to God if you did. Praise the Lord. I'd also like to thank all the listeners that listen to this radio show and that are praying. If God has given you the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which I loose the baptism of the Holy Spirit over each and every listener, just receive it right now. Receive the baptism. Just lift your hands of the Lord and begin to praise Him and receive it right now. It's not hard. Just ask the Lord to give you the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in other tongues. Let Him give you your prayer language in Jesus' name. I just ask you, encourage you to begin to pray in tongues for your family members, for the unsafe family members. Because the Bible says the Holy Spirit takes those prayers up to the throne of God with groanings that cannot be uttered. When you pray in the understanding and you've prayed out all that you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit through uh, who does speaking in other tongues will give you that ability to be able to pray the will of God. And God knows what needs to be done. The Holy Spirit knows what your loved one needs, what your unsaved loved one needs, your husband, your wife, what have you, your boss or whatever. And you pray in the Spirit. God can do some miraculous things. So just be encouraged today. And Bruce, again, I want to thank you for having me tonight. God bless you. Brother, it's, uh, it's been an honor and a privilege. Uh, I want to say out there to the people listening, uh, live or in the archive, uh, if you're in the Jacksonville area, go out there and worship with Dr. Pat Holliday, Pastor Dennis Williams at Miracle Church. Um, if you need deliverance, it is one of the few churches in that area uh, that are preaching the truth about deliverance. You know, so, much, so often we, we preach a lopsided gospel, brother, just evangelism only. And uh, they forget about the other ministry of Jesus, deliverance, healing. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's rare in these days to find a place that's preaching the truth of God and that you can go and get delivered. I have been out there, I've seen it with my own eyes, 
I fellowshiped um, with the brethren there, and uh, it's it's a place that you definitely want to go to if you're in the area. What is the schedule of your services out there, brother? Oh, that, thank you for reminding me, Bruce. Uh, we have a prayer meeting on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. We pray for one hour, and we also minister. On Friday nights, we have a miracle service at 7.30. We do uh, prayer, and we believe the Lord for miracles, healings, and deliverances. Um, and Pastor also does teaching. Um, on Sunday morning is our Sunday morning service. We have a live band. Um, uh, we have a band there. I am uh, the music minister there. Um, our band is called Spirit of Fire. Um, we have live music on Sundays. And our service starts at 11.30 a.m. We hope to see you sometime and come by to see us. We'd, we'd love to, to, to just fellowship with you, minister to you, and just love on you. Amen. Brother, that's, a, that's an appropriate name because I've been in there and listened to your music, and it's on fire. It's awesome. In Praise fact, God. Uh, I'd be blessed. Send me an MP3, and I'll play it on the air. It is awesome music, people. Um, Brother Dennis, if someone wanted to get in contact with you by phone uh, there at the church uh, for prayer, directions, and so forth, uh, what is the number there of Miracle Church? Um, they can contact um, Pastor at uh, 904-733-8318. And um, you can also, uh, if, you, if you would like to send me an email, you can also do that by um, sending me an email at lovecovers1 at yahoo.com. Lovecovers, the number one, at yahoo.com. Um, but you can also call me if you would like at 904-246-1743. God bless you. Praise God. I would encourage everyone to uh, write Pastor Dennis, get a hold of uh, MiracleInternetChurch.com. Get on their mailing list. Uh, Dr. Holiday and Pastor Dennis put out a number of articles every week that will keep you up to date uh, on what's going on out there. Um, great teachings on deliverance, both audio, video, and uh, text form, so you'll really be blessed. Brother, it has been an honor and pleasure to have you on, and I hope uh, that you will come on again in the short-term future, and we'll uh, have you preach again. Well, Bruce, I'd be glad to. And, and again, it was an honor for me to be able to come and 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 speak tonight. And uh, I hope everyone was blessed. God bless you. We'll see you again soon, Dennis. Take care. Amen, Bruce. You too. Bye bye. You've been listening to Omega Man Radio. That was Pastor Dennis Williams, associate pastor over at Miracle Church. He works with Dr. Pat Holiday. Um, I love that church. It is a great place to worship if you're in the area. Shouts out to Dr. Holiday. Shouts out to Pastor Mike O'Fearer of Hegowitz Church. I want to make a special announcement. Uh, Hegowitz Church in Highland, Indiana, is going to be holding a deliverance conference. It'll be uh, running ju the weekend of July 23rd through the 26th, just a few days away. Uh, I would challenge you to make your way up there. It is a weekend that you do not want to miss. Powerful. Deliverance teaching. Uh, they'll be having a Win Worley marathon. They'll have the book room open. Um, mass deliverance in the services in the evening. Uh, you'll really be blessed. And if you need deliverance, 
uh, going up there. These are experts. Been doing it for decades. Uh, I was there the last conference number 92, and I was blessed. Hope to see you there. I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. Um, in about 30 minutes at 10:30, uh, come back on and uh, be treated to Pastor William Lau of the Elijah Challenge. We're going to be doing a two-hour Elijah Challenge training on how to move forward in the healing healing ministry. And uh, it's going to be a live training. You don't want to miss it. And uh, I appreciate your support. Uh, if you were blessed tonight, if you got deliverance, uh, please write in and let us know. We, we love to hear your testimony. And uh, just want to thank you again for uh, being part of the Omega Man Radio family. Uh, give, again, I'll give you out the websites. Um, that would be castingoutdemons.org for Pastor Dennis Williams, miracleinternetchurch.com, Ministry of Dr. Pat Holliday and Miracle Church, and also check out uh, wrwpublications.com to obtain uh, some great deliverance material from Wynn Worley and Pastor Michael Thierer, and also hbcdelivers.org. Uh, good friends of mine up at the Hegwood Church in Highland, Indiana.